Hello and welcome to episode 39 of season two of the Connect2 podcast. My name is Jeff Cullen. And I'm Mark Hughes. Hey, Jeff, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? It's a nice day. Yep. A it little, is a nice day. A little cool, but still. Oh. Ah, better than warm for us, cool for yeah, others. Minus twenty this morning still, but uh, but warmed up now. And uh, if you're new to the channel, uh, rate, review, subscribe, particularly in iTunes. Oh, this We're is easy very to find. Interesting. Today we have a new copy yeah. from because we always have a new copy from Rogue Wave Coffee Roasters. It is Honduras Benjamin Benjamin Page Paz. La or Orchida, the orchid, and um, it's supposed to have flavors of fig jam, caramel, pear, floral, and milk chocolate. Oh, interesting. And the process is honey, which is, there's all these different processes. There's natural, washed, and this is honey. It, uh, it's got an interesting feel to it. It's almost got like a, like an oiliness. I mean, I know all coffee's a little oily, but this mm. one's more... It's like noticeably, but quite nice. It's good. Bit bitter. Excellent. Yeah, thank you. That's great. Ah, uh, so uh, do you got any dad jokes? <sighs> you know, <clears throat> I you think I would be prepared. <laughs> 39 episodes just this season, and, and I'm always caught. Uh, no, I don't. You know, um, so I, <clears throat> uh, um, I mean, I could read one off the internet. But... I bu recently bought this... Uh, uh, thought-controlled uh, air fresher. Um, the more you think about it, the more it makes sense. <laughs> <clears throat> Badum boom. Badum boom. Yeah. Uh, I know Tom Segura has some good dad stories. So my dad was my actual dad was over the other day, and uh, you know he's in his eighties, and people in their eighties. Sometimes they start to say stuff and you're like, what the hell is he talking about? And uh, so, so Tom Segura has got a bunch of stuff on his uh, Netflix like that, where he, like his dad phones him up and it's just these random things. Like his dad said, uh, you know, I got no problem with the gays. <laughs> and Tom Segura is like, uh, really? He's like, yep. They're just living their lives. <laughs> and he's like, okay, good. So I'm always expecting that kind of, uh, so my, my dad hasn't quite said that specifically. It's like the no edit button. I'm, I but, went, I went and but saw just stuff where it's like, obviously he's been thinking about something and he's like, you know, some social thing. Right. Well, actually the other day he said to me, the problem, uh, everybody's pushing this psychiatry and psychology stuff. It's causing a lot of problems. <laughs> I was just like, Really? He's like, yeah, you know, you keep telling people that they got problems. They're going to believe they got problems. I'm like, okay, that's a very baby boomer, you know, mid-century yeah, mindset. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I like that. Okay, good. <clears throat> so the, the, the problem is not the solution to the problem. The solution is causing the problem. Yeah. Got it. Cool. All right. So, yeah, that's well, fun. I've got a bunch of unemployment. I've got a lot of unemployment jokes. <laughs> Sadly, none of them work. Oh, man. Uh, two antennas got married. The wedding was okay, but the reception was incredible. <laughs> yeah, see, I saw that coming. <laughs> I quit my grocery store job when they started paying in vegetables instead of cash. <laughs> the celery was unacceptable. <laughs> You're getting a lot of cabbage from that one. <laughs> 
Uh, the Indian restaurant I, um, I work for, I do some consulting work, is so secretive that I had to sign a legal agreement that I wouldn't share their flatbed, a flatbread recipe. It's just their standard NAN disclosure agreement. <laughs> anyway, there you go. I always have that joke in my head. Would you like some non-bread? No, we'd like some real bread, please. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, what'd you learn this week? What did I learn this week? Ooh, I was just watching a, an interesting um, YouTube video on deep space signals. And of course, the SETI Institute is always kind of wondering if this is, you know, sign of something. But you know, there was like there's a number of really interesting signals that they have yet to reach a conclusion on, right? So they're trying to. So they kept they were quoting Sherlock Holmes: "Once you've eliminated all of the impossible, whatever remains, you know, has to be true." However, they're not quite there yet, right? Yeah. So they're looking for. Is there some, like there's those fast radio bursts that they don't quite understand. There, of course, was the wow signal, but apparently there was a signal from uh, Alpha um, oh, Proxima Centauri. Yeah, the closest star that was a narrow band frequency, 1420 hertz, which somebody years ago said, if aliens were going to send out a signal, that's the that would be the frequency because it's the, it's the frequency of hydrogen. Okay. So the most common element in the universe if you were trying to send a signal that would be meaningful right okay and apparently there was this signal repeated several times but again no idea what the source was so that was really interesting you know that that's the most likely proof as opposed to someone landing on the lawn of the white house were more likely to get some kind of either deliberate or perhaps um unintentional signal that will be unequivocally you know sign of or or indicator of intelligent life yeah exactly um what did i learn this week uh well so i don't know if you noticed when you walked into the studio but the window is all covered with tape mm. well we saw that last week when some unfortunate person smashed into it was yeah. it three in the morning yeah, it was about yeah. three, three thirty in the yeah. morning, and didn't look uh, like a break-in. Looked more like a like no. A, it was somebody was ha- there's you know it was clearly somebody who's just dealing with some stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I, to me it looked like a uh, probably a woman too, not not a man. Yeah, it could be. And yeah, just kind of not quite headbutting, but basically bumping yeah hard into the window until it broke. Yeah, and um, unfortunate. It's expensive to get oh yeah windows oh yeah it's gonna be 14 or 1800 bucks holy smokes and that's on you yeah i'm not entirely sure i have to check my lease and yeah. sort of uh, confirm what uh what the nature is that be insurance for that well i'm some sure level. i'm sure i could claim it on insurance yeah that depends what your deductible is so that's no good no it's not good at all no yeah and uh, so I've learned lots about glass and <laughs> glass guys coming. So, I mean, it. Uh, I thought they would board it up, but they figured that because it because uh, of the way it's in, intact and has um, has a film on the inside. Right. So they um, they just said if we just tape it up, it it's less expensive and it would uh, it'll do the same thing. So. Mm. Uh, those in, those interior films are pretty awesome. Um, like we have a frosting on 
the ones here. Um, right. We had spent a lot. My previous business, we had clear ones that were like security films. So it's just thicker film. Yep. Yep. And um, I mean, it's really not intended to prevent people from being able to get through. It's just intended to really slow them down. Right. And and actually any film will slow them down. Sure. So, um, yeah. Anyway. Interesting. Um, what else? Uh, travel costs have gone through the roof. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's quite a quite a bit more expensive to fly right now than it was even six months ago. Interesting. So yeah, yeah. and what is uh, is there a a known reason? Is I this think, just more gouging, or I is think, there an actual? I think it. I think it's more gouging and trying yeah. to recoup losses from previous. All right, of course, yeah. Now people want to travel, and so yeah. Well, yeah. I just flew in from Cleveland, and boy, are my arms tired. <laughs> um anything else you learned this week uh it's international women's day oh and uh Uh, and you learned about uh new zealand deck ceiling that's right so (laughs) i don't really know a lot about international women's day other than it seems sorely needed And that there's a lot of work yet to be done and that regrettably, certainly, well, there's places in the world that have never really seen a lot of progress. But you have this uneasy sense that the progress we've made in certain parts of the world, including the United States, and seem to be kind of slipping a little. So, you know, I think I think we're going to see a resurgence of those voices speaking up Um and it's funny because I saw I saw a great video. There's a guy named Steve Shivs who does he does a lot of Star Trek stuff, he does a lot of Batman stuff, but every now and then he just talks about more general things. Mm-hmm. He was talking about an episode of the original Twilight Zone years and years ago. Like that's from like what the 50s, 60s called The Laughing Man. And I and I remember reading this Is that an episode, short story. An episode? It's an episode of the of the classic Twilight Zone. And the, the basic premise is a guy is staying at some monastery. Um, he's being sheltered and he's, he sees this man or he hears this man locked away in a room who's constantly screaming and moaning and, and, and begging to be let out. And when he talks to the, to the, to the, the, the monks, they tell him that this is in fact Satan, that they've locked up and that if they let him out, you know, he will wreak havoc on the world. And the old guy is pathetic and he looks old and frail. And, and sure enough, the guy against the monk's better judgment lets Satan out. And then Satan immediately becomes powerful and, and, and youthful. And then the episode ends, he's going off to wreak havoc in the world. Steve Shivs was saying a lot of these uh, progressive things that we managed to establish, like going back to the 60s, right? The uh, voters' voters' rights acts in the U.S. Uh, Roe v. Wade, uh, ERA, you know, it's it's like a little bit of the the laughing man uh, syndrome. Mm-hmm. We we began to think that oh well, we've have it under control, or even fascism, right? If you think about the rise of the neo fascists and all that, it's like we all kind of went okay, whew, we won World War II. We've had all of this progressive stuff now. Fascists and, are bad, and since the end of the seventies. 
certainly the 1980s, it was almost like a, a bit of a relaxation. Okay, we don't have to worry about that. And now we're finding, a little bit like the laughing man, that we've let, we've let our guard down. And I think we're going to have to see a, a resurgence of people, um, you know, re-energizing around these things before they slip away. Because um, well, I it's mean, not great. Well, I mean, what do they say? If you if you don't study history, you're doomed to repeat exactly all the mistakes <clears throat> of the past. Which and is interesting because what are they doing in a lot of U.S. states? They're banning history or or they're banning elements of history from school, right? It's yeah, like, I mean, they're, like basically... they're going out of their way to say not only will people not study it because they're lazy, but we will preclude them from studying. Well, and, and it's funny because they basically say, listen, you you woke people are trying to cancel things and they have a name for the opposite of woke. Um, it's a, it's used now by the conservatives. Joke? Smoke? No, no. Poke? Um, let me just... Uh, Poke? Opposite of woke. Family values. It is. What is the opposite? They they have a name for it. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know. Because they've really been beating the whole woke thing to death, right? Yeah, no, they have a, a name. The so, right wing have you know, a name for, for say, it. That's... I don't like Nazis. You're so woke. You do like Nazis? Uh, you're so woke. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's, like, it's like, what the hell are you talking like about? Base or something like base? that. Base? Oh, good. Yeah. So, uh, anyway. I'll, as in base human instincts? As in the worst part of our humanity? Good, good, good. Great word. <laughs> anyway. It, I may be speaking, I may be giving away too much here. <laughs> and, and it's one of those things that, uh, it, anyway, it, it's, you, you look at critical race theory. What is critical race theory? It's basically saying, you know, you need to look and see how race affects. Right. Stuff. Society, right? right? Things are complex. And they want to ban that. Yeah. So they yeah. want to ban. Say, oh, what about intersectionality? Can yeah. we talk about that? Oh, that's even scarier. What does that mean? Are you going to be cutting people into little pieces? It's like, no, it's the intersection of, of more than one, from what I understand, which is not much, right? But if you have... A gender issue and a race issue you have an individual let's say is a woman of color the argument i think if i understand it is that there's societal issues um that i guess are both combined and kind of additive right mm -hmm. but yeah oh they want to just ban it we can't be well and, and it gets so ridiculous because what do they try to ban not allowed to teach that you know in grade school and then people go it's only taught like in, in a master's level law school. Yeah, well, no teaching it to the children. And well, people are like, but we're not teaching it to the children. You better not teach it to the children. We're not. Well, and, and it's and it's one of those things where there's, uh, I mean, it's like uh, political correctness. I mean, it's the it's same. Work, woke is the, is, the, is the 2010s political correctness, right? Right. It, it's not... 2010s, 2020s, because it definitely started before 2020. But um, yeah, I mean, they talk about woke washing and woke right. capitalism. You know, we need a lot more John Stewart style people. Like oh. my father-in-law is good at that. I call it uh, interpersonal judo. We take somebody's <laughs> thing that they haven't really thought about yeah, yeah. all the way and 
rather than oppose them, because when you oppose someone, you basically energize them to, to be more dug in, right? Yeah, yeah. And he'll take somebody. You so a great example. Ask them questions. So a great example is he told the story of, because of, he worked in the logging industry for decades, right? And some of these big logging companies, they would, they would promote some guy out of university or whatever and ship them to rural BC to be like the plant manager. Mm -hmm. And like he said, so over the years he saw, it's like a rotating door of these guys. And every time a new guy comes in, you know, it's, uh, we're going to do it this way and we're not going to do that anymore. And, you know, establishing all of their own, according to him, ill-advised um, approaches, right? Because they don't have any experience. And so he learned that the way to handle this would not be to, like, say no, but to agree with them and say, okay, yeah, no, I guess we could do it that way. And then he would say something along the lines of, you know, in fact, I seem to recall we had a guy out here, oh, several years ago, who asked us to do it that way. And then it didn't really go that well. And Jesus, I wonder whatever happened to that guy. I guess... I guess they got fired or something. Anyways, if you want us to do it the way we'll, do, and then they'd be like, uh, well, now that you mention it, why don't we just keep doing it the way you guys are doing it? Okay. Whatever you say, boss, man, you know, you're, and so that ability, like John Stewart's good at that oh, too, yeah. right? At bringing somebody to their, and like you say, ask questions and, and then, well, you just and, had, then uh, and then, and it then was, it was a, uh, what was in it? A Tennessee, uh, the gun guy. Yeah. The gun all guy. over social media. Yeah master class in trapping somebody in their own well, how, how, illogic how right? on earth would you possibly think it would be a good idea to be interviewed by john stewart <laughs> exactly maybe these people think they're smarter than him oh, you boy. know so yeah so we need more of that we not opposition and i worry about that in our opposition here you know politically there's a lot of not that not that not that as opposed to taking somebody and and clearly demonstrate like basically you're exposing them as they expose themselves for their own well the problem uh, is that, I mean, lack of of you know logic especially or, right now the right wing is how do we get on this the right wing know. uh they provide simple solutions and and we were talking about this earlier right like you know the left wants to be totally correct take the moral high ground and, you know, make sure that the nuances of what they're saying is entirely correct. Meanwhile, <laughs> the, uh, you know, a lot of these right-wing politicians, they're just like, they're making stuff up. That's they're right. Absolutely making it up. Yep. And um, so Pierre Polivier goes and hangs out with a Nazi from Germany. Right. Who comes over and gets his picture taken and all that stuff, gets asked about it. And he says, well, what about Justin Trudeau and his blackface? Yes, exactly. He's been doing blackface all over the... That was, you know, I don't know how many years ago, 15 years ago. More than that, probably. Everybody knows yeah. about it. Yeah. It really doesn't reflect his... It really doesn't reflect his political statement or whatever. But you That's hanging right. out with yes. Christine Anderson... That really does. Well, reflect. it's and that's current. That just a, happened. That's right. It's a false logic of well, because that person did something bad, which probably was a stupid move. Um, somehow that absolves me from the stupid thing that I just did. Yeah. And it's like, well, no, they're both stupid things. So you know, it's it's fascinating. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's all very frightening. How do we get there from um, uh, International Women's Day? 
I don't know. Well, because that's part of the whole equation, this, this rise of like, and and maybe I just, I, maybe I need to follow happier, you know, Twitter feeds, but (laughs) like the number of women who will, will report, you know, I said a thing or I have a job where I'm in the public face or I expressed an opinion and the amount of vile, absolutely reprehensible response that people get oh, yeah. is, is mind blowing. Right. And then they said, well, I wonder why more women don't go into politics. It's like uh, the, uh, the prime minister of New Zealand stepping down. Mm-hmm. And she's basically said part of it was like, you can only put up with that that's for so long, long, right? Eventually, it it has an impact. Yeah. To me, that's unbelievable. Like, if I heard my kid, much less, I mean, I guess you can't really control what somebody has inside their head, right? But if I heard my one of my sons expressing those kind of opinions, uh, there we'd be having a sit down. Yeah, right? yeah. And then if I found out you flame somebody, you know on the internet or, or in social media and you, all these vile words and you threatened violence against them and, and we'd be having a talk. Right. And I, and I wonder how did these people come to this? Is it a, well, I'm anonymous. Sometimes they're not, or like what has somehow given people permission not only to think these things, because again, I'm not a thought crime kind of guy, think whatever you want. But suddenly to say it's fully acceptable to 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 tell everybody, yeah, or to verbally attack somebody, or yeah, I just I don't understand how we got to this. Yeah, that's Anyhow, um... it's depressing. <laughs> but here's the one thing I'll just end on: the thing about these fascists and and they always think they're going to win. Oh right? yeah. When they dismantle all these things, it's always from the premise of <laughs> what well, doesn't matter because we're always going to be in power. And if you look at the history of the world. Probably isn't true because we don't have long-term fascism, right? So it's always like, okay, we'll see how that turns out. And then you can rattle off some names, you know? How did Hitler turn out? Oh, not so great. Saddam Hussein? Yeah, that didn't turn out so good. Gaddafi? Pretty bad. Eventually, Putin? Something's going to happen to that guy. I mean, there's a whole throng of these strong men who wind up basically or entire movements in a bad end. And yet these people are like, Nope, it's perfectly fine. Well, and okay, it, good and luck. It, and it's funny because some of them they they make stuff up and they won't they won't like they buy their own press. Yeah, right. Like uh, like like uh, I don't know if you, if you saw this weekend or it was maybe just in the last couple of days. So Carrie Lake, who oh, unsuccessfully yes. ran for governor of yeah of uh, Arizona, and she uh, is it Arizona or Nevada? I think it's Arizona. It was Arizona, Arizona. Yeah. and um, she wants to have the the current governor arrested. Yeah, for taking her spot. Yeah, and but it, but it goes one it goes like three steps further. So uh, the one step was before the election. Uh, she was asked if she would accept if she lost, and she said, "I will accept when I win." Yeah, right. So and she's the, basically playing the Trump the Trump thing the Trump book, right? So just just recently, she was asked if. Uh, if um, if she would um, potentially be Donald Trump's running mate, right, right, and she said, she said I can't be his running mate because you can't be both the governor and vice president at the same time. Oh yeah, okay. And, and you're going fantasy to, island. But she's not the governor. Yeah, <laughs> I know. 
and, and it's just uh it's like yeah like when you're buying your press so much that it's affecting your ability to make decisions right. about things like well there's no way there's no way that trump would have her as vice president as much as he hated pence the reason i think he picked pence is because pence is almost like a he's like a like a jelly like a blanched starfish right he has no personality and this woman for for good or evil is pretty charismatic so she wouldn't take long trump to realize hey wait a minute she's stealing my spotlight so there's no way that he'd have her well he might uh, because she's pretty Ooh, i don't know about that Uh, i mean she's always got the soft focus yeah that's right anyways you know what i'm sure you walk in and you see her why why is there soft focus that's right yeah she's behind like a veil you know who my favorite people are it's these folks who get offended about something and then they go and they 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 burn something that they already bought and paid good money for like (laughs) nike shoes or remember there was a cooler company i can't remember what it's called but they they make these really like high-end outdoor coolers okay and they did something to offend and a bunch of these people have video of themselves putting kerosene and burning their 300 hundred dollar cooler as if that's going to show the company and yeah, the company i'll show like, you we already have your money dude you know <laughs> yeah, yeah have at her plus free publicity i love those people i say have at it burn down your house put your car in the river you know whatever you got to do to make yourself two hundred dollar jersey on the ice. Exactly, yeah. In protest, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Morons. Anyhow, so on. I'm fired up. Cheery news. <laughs> so it is. Um, it is not the deepest, darkest of part of winter because days are getting longer. Days are getting longer, but uh, it still is very much winter. Yeah. Um, it's however, cold. summer is coming. Summer is coming. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you. Game of Thrones, uh, winter is coming, uh, summer is coming. Summer is coming. And uh, and, in, and in Alberta, we go from winter sometimes to summer, like, in a day. boom. <laughs> so it's here. What happened to spring? Yeah, yeah we, don't, we don't do spring. Spring's overrated. <laughs> Fall as well. Exactly. Fall might last a week. <coughs> you know, you have, you know, you go out east, you have beautiful change right. of leaves here. It's Actually, like, I've noticed. We have a couple of trees on our property. Still have all their leaves from last year. That's it's like the leaves never fell off. They're, they're still green. Well, they're all dried up and and but they're they just never getting turned. ready for for spring. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know what's gonna happen. So we're gonna talk a bit about uh, summer, summer plans. plans. Yeah. So for me, I've been you know because of uh, well because of COVID, mm. there's been definitely um, a lack of travel. Yep. Even on a rudimentary, I have a bunch of friends who have gone to Mexico. Although Mexico seems very scary right now because there's been a lot of, a lot of attacks against tourists and yeah. murders, and right. it's just like, and 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 there's a lot of stuff going on to tourists that there's not really reporting, and it's right. not the safest place no. at this point in time. No, you better have. Learn your Spanish. Say, no habla. No habla ingles. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yo soy mexicano. But I have a bunch of... Uh, so I've been working with my wife and coming up and we have a whole whack of plans oh, for good. this summer. What's, so, what's the deal? Well, uh, in May, my plan... So summer's starting early for Early me. summer, I'm yeah. going to... Uh, my plan is to go to Portugal and visit uh, she my mentioned cousins that. in Madeira. So Lori... Um, and my son are staying here and I'm 
going solo because nice. well i have the time and i'd like to visit and keep those connections alive with of course my cousins. you can take some extra time and pop around some other european no not at the train well Italy, not at this point in time France. but that doesn't mean it, i couldn't the uk oh nope not anymore <laughs> <laughs> uh there is um i have i have an imaging conference at the end of april okay in cochrane canadian imaging conference i got i i submitted my um my uh I think I talked about this previously, but I submitted my images and they were both got accepted. Right. So Portugal and Cochrane. <laughs> Cochrane. And then I am going, <laughs> uh, the beginning of June, I'm going for a, a, on a trip, a photography trip. Oh, yeah. To see the Grizzlies of Kutzmatin. Where is that? Kutzmatin. So there is a grizzly bear sanctuary okay. near Prince Rupert. Ooh. It's super isolated. I love Prince Rupert. What a great town. But it's 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 not in Prince Rupert. You start at Prince Rupert. Right. You get on a float plane. Wow. And then you fly to this remote area. And then you get on this big boat. It's like a okay. 60-foot boat. Okay. And it takes... I mean, it accommodates eight people, and I'm going on a photography. Sorry, a 60-foot boat that accommodates eight people? But you sleep on it at night. Oh, okay. Wow. So, so it's a... it's Because like, a... you're not allowed to land. There is no right. place to land. Oh. You're not allowed to get on the ground. Right. Right? And... Uh, well, you'd probably be eaten by a bear. Well, it's a grizzly bear sanctuary, and people aren't allowed. Yeah, it's, it's like North Senegalese Island. Don't go on shore. <laughs> exactly. Bad things will happen. And uh, so a friend of mine who is a uh, um, a Canon ambassador of light, which is, <laughs> that's what they call him. Wow. And uh, <laughs> so she, she posted this thing and said, oh, you know, I got four spots left. I'm going, like, I'm super interested. Yeah. And she said, oh, they're all been taken. I go, oh, oh, well. So then I looked and I actually booked with the same outfit, but it wouldn't be just photographers. It'd also be people who are just looking regular folk regular folk okay so you're going to mix with the masses and then the photographer friend said hey somebody's backed out Ooh. did you want to join the i said i can but i just i just paid and she said let me call and i'll see nice. if i can fix it so she fixed it very so cool. uh yeah good for you and she's off to ecuador right now but uh um so she's doing some sort of travel thing in ecuador and um but uh so it's going to be super exciting that sounds how long is that uh i think it's four days okay but then i gotta get to prince rupert and i gotta get back four days on the boat four days on the boat good yeah. luck <laughs> well, it, it's, it's inland how are your sea legs my sea legs are great well i've been trying to to line oh up. listen when i lived in victoria i had some friends who went on a Christmas tour. This was kind of a neat thing. It was the it was the Canadian Navy would do this thing because uh, CFB Esquimalt is just outside of Victoria, yeah, right? Yeah. It's a naval base, and they so they would take a destroyer or whatever, and they would go all the way up the coast of Vancouver Island, the inside through, passage. Yeah, when they would go up to um, the Queen Charlotte's, and basically it was a Christmas tour all of these settlements yeah, yeah. and bringing kids the presents. Right? Oh, so nice. a bunch of my friends went on this as volunteers. When they got back, the stories of how sick they were because they hit rough seas, even right. though they were not in the open ocean, were hilarious. Like lying on the floor of your cabin, too tired to puke in the toilet now oh, after my. having 
been doing that for a couple hours and finally just giving up and just lying there. Well, I did this. Hoping to die. And I was like, <laughs> and then of course the funny thing was they would then pull into one of these villages, right? And the children don't know that people have been sick and that Santa is wants to die. So they would all have to put on their elf suits and whatever and go and pretend to be like, hey, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Boy, you sure story. look green. It's a oh, good. man. <laughs> well, so... so uh, now you're going in the summer, though. Maybe the seas aren't as bad as around December, but yeah. <laughs> well, I, I went to... Um, so I, I, you know, I, I had gotten at my uh, training to be a skipper on for for sailing, right? And um, one of the they gonna one, let you steer the boat. Yeah, one of the things I did was uh, I did an, a nighttime sail uh, outside outside okay. the Vancouver Island, so towards Banfield. Oh yeah, and uh, so that nighttime sail nighttime sails are are tougher, right? Uh, and um, and you can't see where the hell you're going. Wow, well, <laughs> it's not it's not super tough, but the and the wet the weather was a bit. I don't have problems actually. It's quite interesting. Once I got my sea legs, all of a sudden you get land legs, which is as soon as you sure. get off the boat. Now the land is moving because right. you're used to. The, yeah, that's right. But we had a guy on our ship, and oh my god, he was so sick. He was so incredibly sick. Um, yeah, it was the same thing. He basically was super dehydrated. He had paid for this trip. He could not participate. So basically, we were shorthanded for this whole thing. <laughs> I'm on um, vacation. Ugh. And he was puking his guts up so much. So, so you, they ended up, you, you, I mean, what you're supposed to do if you're is try and get as low in the boat as possible right. and then lie as flat and try and sleep because you can't get seasick when you're sleeping. Is that true? I yeah. did not know that. It's because it's a dissociation okay. between your inner ear and your eyes. Wow. Ability to see yeah, yeah, eyes. yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So if you close that, you're only got one input instead of two. So uh, just, just closing your eyes work? Well, to a large extent. And and actually, a lot of time... Yeah, you fall over the side because you don't know where you're going. Well, I'm and... good. So, Bye! So, so being down below... If, if you reach a kind of a critical point is a good place okay. to be, but if you're not quite there, being down below can be a real problem because the horizon, it, the boat is moving with the waves. Right. So your eyes think it should be flat, but your inner ear is going like bananas. Sure. So it's a bit rough. So it's okay. actually better to be outside. Uh, wind helps a ton. Yes. Well, this is the same with when you feel car sick, you know, you open that window and you get that cool whatever air you can, even just sticking your hand out yeah, feels yeah. better, right? Oh, exactly. Humans are weird. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> well, that sounds like that'll be awesome. Yeah. Hopefully. Wow. So, so, I mean, this is a different kind of boat. This is not a sailboat. Yeah, Although yeah, yeah. I've been trying to, to hook up with my, with my, um, uh, my brother-in-law cause he's got this 40, 42 foot yacht mm -hmm. and because i would love to go sailing again i haven't gone sailing for a long time yeah because we're quite be landlocked here sure and yes that's right so i'm trying to figure yeah. out when it could do that that'll be good and, so that, so and then we have a trip planned in together july ice line yeah we're gonna do the ice line trail yeah if we can it's like 40 kilometer hike i think or something like that we were looking yeah. at the map the other day yeah so... i've got to uh got to get in shape so uh, we have that and then i think we are going to up to the Yukon. Oh, nice. And uh, there is a park, Tombstone 
Well, that's really provincial far. park. I don't think it's a national park. I think it's a provincial it's really or territorial far. park. Yeah, it's very far. And uh, Paulette wants to go do a couple of days there, and then and I she's looking at the details because I think you have to charter, not charter, but you have to like rent a car. Like you can't take your own vehicle. Um, so I think we're gonna then try to get up to. I think you, I think you can, but Calumet, if you're or are you gonna no? Are you gonna drive? Yeah, we're gonna fly to Whitehorse. Okay. I think then we're gonna go over with some shuttle go to the campsite and then she's like if we can drive up to the arctic ocean mm-hmm. it's not it's not a Calouet. i can't remember what town it is oh i think it's uh it's either in Nuvik or tuktoyaktuk it's tuktoyaktuk yeah with the boys just so that we can say we've been on the shores of the arctic ocean mm-hmm. um so that's that's our summer plan oh wow that's um, a big plan it's far i think it's like 10 days or something we're gonna it's do. really yeah. far i haven't been to, i haven't been to whitehorse for a long time we've only been once it's a really cool town well i I went there last summer it's changed a lot yeah um well since i went there last time the last time i went there was in the late 90s yeah that would have been our time too and then i went uh well last year so how's it changed uh well they used to have a whole bunch it was used to be a little bit more well smaller yeah for one uh secondly there was lots of boardwalks Okay, I do remember that. They're yeah. mostly gone. Oh, there's no, no, no. So what do I have now? Sidewalks. Regular sidewalks. Okay. Um, but it's not a big, big place. It's not a big no. town. And, and you know, there's some nice bakeries. The one thing I liked about Whitehorse, because I've been to Yellowknife quite a few times, maybe yeah. uh, ten times up to Yellowknife. Yellowknife is cool, but it it definitely has that feeling of having been planted there right like like impermanence even though it's quite permanent but it has a sense of modularity was when we went to whitehorse it had more of that organic feel like it's older it, it just it, it came has, out it has of, a feel that people want to be in Whitehorse. yeah brick yellow buildings. knife is that it's always they're really passing through it's a temporary yeah, spot that's right well although I, i've known people who've lived there for like 25 30 yeah, years yeah, exactly. but yeah you just have this it's just a very different vibe it's whereas, a more uh yellow knife is more utilitarian yeah. whereas people in Whitehorse is more of their home yeah and you can see that in, like I said, the architecture and just and the art so, and yeah. All that kind so, of stuff. anyways, that will be. Uh, I don't think we'll spend a lot of time in Whitehorse. The idea will be we'll land there, then head off to this uh, campsite or campground. Nice. And um, hopefully, we'll get eaten by a bear. It is. Uh, yeah. It's a. It's a park. It's. Yeah. I've. I, I no. Mean, it's. It's big. It's massive. It's huge, yeah. and it's far. Yeah. Like uh, when I drove. So to drive from Edmonton to Whitehorse, well, that's right. Because last 24, year you 2400 did that. kilometers, yeah, right. Um, but it's still like another eight or nine hundred or a thousand. Oh yeah, to go north. Absolutely. So, like it's like it's far, but and it's, isolated. Yeah, it's very isolated. And the topography, I've seen some pictures, is going to be very interesting. Yeah, because you're cause above the Rockies, uh, so the Rockies kind of end. Yeah. Uh, near uh, what is it, uh, Prince? Prince George? No, no, Nelson. A Nelson? Prince Nelson? Nelson? Uh, there's Forts, Fort, Fort Nelson. Fort Nelson. Fort yes. Nelson. Yeah. So Fort Nelson is kind of right at the near the place where it changes. Right. So the topography. You still got mountains and stuff, sure. but it's not the same. It's not the same, and yeah. it's basically as you go across, basically it kind of flattens out. Yeah. Well, like the trees up there, uh, the pictures I've seen are not 
it's not it's a it's forest but it's not you know tall trees and whatnot it's above the uh well it's kind of like that joke uh, if you're in iceland and you're you're lost in a forest what are you supposed to do <laughs> stand up because they're only got four <laughs> there you go yeah yeah similar to that so so that's our summer thing um i think my wife's got a couple more trips planned uh well i've got uh so that's july is iceland yeah uh we're my wife and i are going to do freezer burn which is like the right. burning man thing i think that's the end of june the canadian burning what are the alberta based burning man yeah do they do one in bc as well yeah i think okay. so um they have all these regional ones and weren't we, you guys talking about going to the actual yeah we've burning decided man? not to do it this year that we're going to do it next year okay so you don't have to worry about your well, persona just, thing. Just yeah, I gives get, you some time. Give me some time to <laughs> get in touch with the real steampunk in me, yeah. and um, yeah. uh, do some peyote or something, and then you'll you know see what kind of spirit animal well, moves you. Well, I have they have all these different classes of tickets, and we realized that we probably should have done something different. So they have this thing called uh, FOMO tickets. Okay. So uh, the first tickets that go on sale, and they're significantly more expensive than the regular tickets, are called FOMO for fear of missing out. Yep. And you go and you basically pay a premium for those tickets, and then you, you you're assured of getting a ticket because sure. a lot of people who are burning bur- uh, burners, they'll go and say the playa will provide, and you know I don't think my wife and I are prepared to. Uh, just show up and assume that the playa will provide. Yeah. So, uh, and then the next we're big, back in an agrarian next, society. Well, the next bartering big, for everything. The next big batch <laughs> of tickets uh, go to I think it's called the stewardship tickets. Okay. And they're all um, you have to be part of a camp. Oh yeah. So you have to be a group of you. Okay. Or you can't go. Right. And then uh, and Oops. then only then the the leftover and that's like thirty thousand tickets. Ooh. So then, and then you can only really get tickets after that if you can get them and they're in high demand. So right. we've decided um, I'm going to get a little bit of pseudo Burning Man um, experience under my hat. Under yeah, uh, we'll we'll get to, we'll try and uh, set up our camper to be a bit more prepared for a right. few days on the playa sure and then we'll we'll just next year we'll just go get some fomo tickets and oh sounds like fun be, so that's that yeah. anyway we better jump to media because i do actually have to go teach a class here in about 40 minutes so <laughs> no worries uh consumption of media well and, and just the last oh yeah yeah so at the end of the summer we're going back to the dave matthews for oh, the, the right gorge. on and then i'm going to a conference on dog photography at uh, right <laughs> after so i'm going to continue from the gorge down to las vegas and then i'm going to do a little bit of tour around uh, Utah and sure. the Grand Canyon. So. I love that there's a conference for dog photography. It's called Shutterhound. In Las Vegas. Shutterhound. That should be awesome. Yes. So, yeah. That's my summer. There you go. I have Sounds a like very a great big summer. Plan summer. Yeah. So, we may have a irregular or we may have to bring in some guests or something. So, we'll see how we, we make this happen. So, media. What kind of media are you consuming? Oh, so I finished Rescue Me, which was great. Great series. Have took, you, you've, you've watched it before, though. No, you? I'd never. Uh, okay. I started it. <laughs> I started it on Netflix and then it went away. You know, that's one of the unfortunate things. So, then I, it took me a couple of years and I found the entire series like at WeBook In or something. And so, and then I watched it and then I put it on hold. And so I finally 
I had like 22 more episodes and I, I've just over the last month mm-hmm. forced myself to finish it. So that's done really good. Quite enjoyed it. Um, haven't started anything new thinking of maybe starting Mad Men. Okay. Cause I also have that entire series that I haven't watched, but I watch a great two things. I watch on Netflix, uh, a great documentary called, uh, Stutz. 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 So Jonah Hill is, um, a patient of a psychologist whose name is, uh, or I guess he's a psychiatrist, Phil Stutz, okay. who is a, a leading edge psychiatrist. And he wrote a book a few years ago with another guy called the tools. Okay. And his whole idea is transcending usual therapy where somebody listens to you and they go, mm, how do you feel about that? He's developed all these tools to help people with depression and, or, or whatever. Right. And he, he'll be like, here, go do this. Right. And it's, so it's a little bit controversial, but I've read the book. It's really good stuff. Okay. And so Jonah Hill wanted to, cause he's kind of old, he's got Parkinson's. And so this was a, a documentary. Has- no, oh, Stutz. Phil Stutz does was a very open, honest, some of their therapy sessions, yep. but done in documentary. So phenomenal, phenomenal movie. Really enjoyed it. And then I watched Chris Rock's, uh, Oh, the uh, outrage thing. Or yeah. Selective outrage. Selective outrage. Awesome. Was it? Really good. Did you watch The Mandalorian? I haven't. No, because we haven't had a chance to to do our family Friday night thing yet. So that we're teeing that up. Yeah, I watched it the morning. (laughs) Yeah. No, we do it all with the kids and all that. So that's good. Uh, Is it good? Well, uh, I don't want to give away anything, but it is not disappointing. It is uh, very much in line with like like it keeps pushing the envelope. Right. Now, I've heard some people complain that if you didn't watch uh, the book of Boba Fett, which in a way became sort of Mandalorian 2. season 2.5, yeah, yeah. that they're lost, to which I say, nah. if you've got Disney Plus, just go watch the other show. It's free. It's included. Well, yeah, it's and going one step further, you can skip most of Boba Fett and just go right to the Mandalorian oh, episode. Well, there you go. But uh, I, I, did, I didn't think it mattered that much. No. No. Uh, no. Yeah, no, maybe, yeah, maybe it's I can see what I, well, I thought he was, I thought Grogu was going with Luke, and now they're back together. How'd that happen? No, 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 uh, well, yeah, I suppose that too, but uh, it, uh, it's good. It's good? It's, yeah. It's really good. I mean, yeah. as soon as I watch it, I'm just like, this is awesome. It's cool. cool. Have you solved your Picard problem, though? Yes. Well, good. sort no, of. Sorry, I, I've watched uh, the first three episodes. Okay. Um, I did. Like the very first episode, for whatever reason, I'm thinking I'm missing like five minutes. Okay, or, like, but I figured it. I I got. The I gist. think you I got to You can fill in the blank. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not crazy about the Star Trek music, the TNG music, right? Because I liked the the Picard. My music. wife feels the same way. I'm just yeah, like she's like know, it's too much. Although there's shades of still, I like Picard music. I like the Picard yeah. music. She really better. doesn't like the end, like the end music. Well, because they're Cause not, they don't like, have the beginning credits. They have en- only end credits. Yeah, but she's like, this is too much TNG. Um, you know what? There's a lot of TNG. That's I agree. Sure. Uh, well, a little bit of DS9 too, right? I so, do like Seven I've Alliance. In, she's yeah. pretty amazing. Well, and Michael Dorn like hasn't lost a beat. You no. And, you know, I was looking at the age of these guys. These they're all in their like either really late sixties. I think I think Marina Sirtis is the youngest. Of, of the crew. Of the crew. I think she's 68. Uh, Frakes is 70. 
Spiner's 74. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, uh, LeVar Burton is 66. So he's really the baby of the bunch. Right. Uh, Frakes is 70. Michael Dorn is 70. Uh, Brent Spiner's 74. Of course, Patrick Stewart's like 82. Well, I haven't seen uh, Brent Spiner in the... No, he hasn't shown up yet. Gates McFadden is 74. So these are all, you know... But then you realize how many years ago PNG was. It, was it started, and it's like, wow. So I'm really enjoying it. I think it's 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 great fun. We'll see where it goes. <laughs> so, and uh, we finished the uh, consultant. Oh, yeah. Ah! So the whole thing is available? Yes. It's, uh, it, I haven't... It, I haven't it's uh, eight... Eight episodes, I think, but it... Uh, you must have binged that. Well, I think we watched the last two last night. But, uh, and I'll tell you that... Uh, so, if you look on, like, uh, Rotten Tomatoes mm-hmm. or even IMDb, mm-hmm. people either love it yeah, or they hate it. Okay. There is no in-between. Good. And it's really weird. It's advertised as being a comedy. Oh, dear. It's... I'm not sure I would call it a comedy. It's not laugh out loud, no slapping. It's dark. Yeah. Like it's really, it's got some. Christopher Walls is threatening. Everything he does is threatening. Nothing is explained. <laughs> it's just, uh, yeah, it's he, bizarre. He is amazing. Oh my God. That guy. It right? is. His, his, what a talent. Yeah. Yeah. There's, uh, yeah. there's this thing, and I'm not giving anything away. But uh, there is these stairs. Okay. And he's terrified of going on these stairs. He is. Yes. Okay. There are these uh, glass stairs. Okay. And you're going like, why is he? Like, he's fearless about everything else. And like, why is he scared of these glass? And every time he steps on it, you you hear this noise. Mm, Interesting. And uh, it's not really until the end that kind of explained why, why he's suspect. afraid okay but but and uh and it's weird why he's like okay. it's weird well we might have to give it a look like there's yeah it it is uh it is dark and people you know people are making like decisions yeah. are pushed into decisions that kind of like okay holy crap is this a thing that's likely to have a second season or is it sort of self-contained no uh one season or can you say without giving away uh well too much I think they could, I mean, White Lotus, they did a second season, so okay. they clearly could do they a could second do season right. for, for, for this. Okay. And uh, his name is, the, the, the villain's name is Regis, pa- Regis Patoff. And uh, what that name signifies and where it comes from is, is, is like, what? Okay, I might give it a look. All right, man, we got to wrap it up. Okay. Uh, we'll see you soon. Yeah, next week. Uh, yeah, if not before. I don't think we have anything on the on the on the horizon. Nope. Uh, I have a slim shot at maybe going to the Junos. So if oh. I do, oh, that'd be awesome. Uh, I'll 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 let you know what that was like. Oh, that would yeah, be awesome. That's what I said, but I don't know. It's a slim shot. It's a friend of a friend of a friend type thing. So okay, I'll keep you posted. Okay. All that's right. Great. Well, I'll talk to you next yeah. week. Yeah. Bye.